I need you to listen to this for me. Like we're friends, and and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction, and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those websites. Like they'll give somebody like a three piece suit and a pocket watch or something, and you're like, what do you mean? This is his new look. How could that be his new look? You know, someone turns a corner to their cat, and the cat says, "Well, ha!" Like a southern gentleman, and I love that. Hello, and welcome to People You May Know. Today on the podcast, my guest is Allison, my cousin. I think she's the second cousin I've had on so far, but I've got to tell you, there's going to be more. There's going to be more on, so I hope you like these family episodes. One of the things we talked about on this episode was separating art from the artist. I actually don't have a strong position on this. I feel like I kind of go with whatever feels right. Like, you know, maybe it all depends on who the person is, what their art is, what they did, you know? Like, it's very easy to separate the art from the artist when it's like paintings, you know, just being able to say, yeah, that's a nice painting, even though you know the person who painted it is a shithead. That's pretty easy. That's pretty like non-committal. you know? I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy an original print from someone who's a known jerk. Like that's, that's not great. But I think just saying something's good is like a different level. I guess that's that's part of what it is, is just the levels. Where are you supporting them? If someone has a movie out on Netflix, I I might watch it because I'm thinking, how much money are they getting from this one watch from me on Netflix? Like, I don't know. It feels like that wouldn't be contributing too terribly to their uh, persevering in in relevant culture or whatever. But going to see them like perform live or even buying a ticket to their new movie, (coughs) Mel Gibson, like I don't, um, I don't feel as comfortable with that. That feels like maybe I'm supporting them a little too much. That's like making a statement. You know what I mean? Dancing along to Thriller when it comes on the radio, does it, that's not different. Like what am I even, that's nothing. That's nothing. You know, not giving him anything. But, yeah, exhuming his body or something. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. What would you even do to continue supporting Michael Jackson at this point? I guess when someone's dead, maybe it doesn't matter as much. Maybe that's what I'm learning. It's like, yeah, I can totally listen to so much off the wall now that Michael Jackson is dead because he's not getting anything from it. It's like his kids maybe do and they're just like innocents, you know? Another thing we talked about was that I would watch When Harry Met Sally in some sort of viewing party or like record my comments or something. And and I did look into that and it appears you're not really allowed to do that. Because then it's like, technically, I could get money from 
an ad on the side of the page if I were to like Twitch stream that or something. So I can't do it, but I could potentially make like a riff track sort of mystery science theater thing where I'm just... I'm just talking as I watch When Harry Met Sally's, probably commenting a lot on faces Meg Ryan makes. That's my guess. That would be my main focus if I were to watch When Harry Met Sally, I think. And you could just listen along. You just sync it up like it's like that Pink Floyd album to Wizard of Oz, which I did try to do once, and I think I used the wrong album. But I, I convinced myself it, it worked anyway. I was like, okay, I, I, I could see that song fitting in here. I, You know what? I should really try to do it again. I really should. I tried to do that with another cousin. It's my cousin Nicole. This is just, I mean, cousins. Are they important? Come on, guys. Give them a round of applause. Round of applause for cousins. Okay, I can't tell if you guys are doing it. But I really hope you enjoy the episode with Allison today. Welcome to the show. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> you've got, we've both got giant headphones on yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted this to be part of the podcast because yours has, is it, it's a plug-in microphone. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, the microphone is detachable. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, that's very cool. That is the thing that when I was a kid, I really, really wanted to use one of those little microphones. No, that... like Britney Spears. No, yes. Okay. Yes. I honestly, it wasn't even Britney Spears. It was like not as glamorous as that. It was. Oh, I'm noticing like a BB hole in my window. <laughs> was that always there? <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah. I guess not even Britney Spears level fancy, like lady who works at a call center is like, was my thought. Mm -hmm. Like me and my cousin, Nicole used to pretend, I forget what it was like, telecom communications or something. We'd like tape a pin to our face. So Mm -hmm. it was like one of those, like, hello, telecom communications. (laughs) Like that, that's not a fantasy worth having. (laughs) Fancy business ladies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who make $10 an hour or whatever. Like, no. That's what you thought being an adult was. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're like, like, that's you it. You get to call people. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> Uh, but do okay. So first, I'll just I'll say who you are. You're Allison, and you're my cousin, and whatever. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm curious about. I'm going to have you talk about school a little bit. Since you just said, you said that you wore these headphones to a class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I only have one class that's like actually does Zoom sessions. Everything else is so absurd. I haven't even like met one of my teachers. And then the other one, he just posts lectures that he finds on YouTube. And honestly, they're amazing. (laughs) So oh my like, God. I'm learning well, but it's, it's a, it's kind of absurd. Professor Leonard, That's... if anybody's taking calculus, <laughs> amazing, very buff. I think he has skeletons of female students in his 
closet, but I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like too nice and then loves the little jokes he makes. And I'm like, you're weird, but I learn a lot. Okay. You know what? That's like, that is math people though. Anybody who's like into yeah. math or anything around math, physics, engineering, uh, those sorts of things. <sighs> they have that weirdness they are like what is happening is it autism yeah. or is it you're right. a serial murderer it's it has to be one or the other yeah you keep your distance <laughs> <laughs> yeah just to be safe we're not going to talk to you we're not going to build that bond because then you might stalk us and decide that i'm the perfect victim or whatever no, no, is, no, no and no. he's in merced is that near you it's uh maybe hour and a half i want to say yeah so, so i might be safe I mean, if I, you know, it sounds, it sounds appealing. If I, I know. Single, I try it out. <laughs> no. I like that your teacher knows his limitations. He's like, look, I'm not a great speaker. Watch this guy talk. He's great. He's so good at it. Honestly, though, it's, it's, no. it, it works. Yes. No, it's a good, it's a good idea. My, uh, husband I was gonna call him my boyfriend that's not what he is <laughs> my husband he is taking chemistry right now and he hates his chemistry teacher so much like when he watches his lectures he's just like oh my god like he just like yells at him um so he has to watch chemistry lectures from my old chemistry teacher oh. because he's great <gasps> So, wow. so then that's how he gets through the class a little bit is like by learning by a teacher who's like actually good and not just weird. Cause you know how a lot of those math people think that everyone understands the stuff that they understand. They like, right. don't really get that this is hard for other people. They're like, so it's like hilarious. Sean had a, um, I think it was just a normal exam, exam two or three or something. And it was so fucking insanely hard. It was crazy how complex it was. And so Sean got a 35, which honestly we were like thrilled with. Out of? Out of 100, 100%, you know, yeah. Like we thought, yeah, we thought it was going to be a, you know, maybe five, maybe five Mm -hmm. points. Jesus. So uh, (laughs) then the teacher, like the next day, sent out a message to all the students saying, I am shocked by the results (laughs) of this exam. (laughs) He's like, all of this stuff was totally covered in our worksheets. And he's like, I'm going to set up Zoom, a Zoom time for all of us to talk about this. And like, you know, why you guys aren't getting it or whatever, which is like, nobody's going to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. You think you're going to get the entire class together. <laughs> this online class is going to come to us. No, they're not doing that. I just thought it was so funny that he, I think, really doesn't blame himself for the students not getting it. He thinks it's something, oh, every one of you students somehow doesn't get something that I've definitely explained well. Right, and, right. <laughs> and I should be asking at this point. It was so... Um, so funny. So hopefully Sean passes that class though, because it is close. Is he is he gonna grade it on a curve? He has a 65 as passing. So he's doing a little something, but I'm hoping that he'll change it to be more of a curve situation because 
No, I can't imagine anyone is passing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And how do you have <laughs> access to your chemistry teacher's lectures? Uh, or how does he have access? Oh, mine oh. Uh, were on, are on YouTube. This teacher is just oh, wow. freaking everything on YouTube. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dang. He's great. You know what, Professor Reedy, uh, let's get more teacher shout outs. Professor Reedy from San Joaquin Delta College. You want to watch some fun chemistry experiments? Go find him on YouTube. Like, that's so cool that people do that. It makes me so happy. Yeah. I think that awesome. my boyfriend, he was taking a computer science class and he, it was insane what that teacher was having, having him do. And, and he ended up dropping it because I had already taken that class before and I was like, I still don't know how to do those things. I don't know. It's just, it's just unfair. <laughs> yeah. It's so creepy. And the, the yeah. it, creepy that's, I don't know how that describes it, but <laughs> the it way he would more. lecture, he would just be like, he would just go around and then he would zoom. He would like scroll on the page and highlight and then move on and be like, well, I probably shouldn't tell you about that. Cause like, that's just going to confuse you. And then wait, I need to get back on track. And then, and then he like doesn't oh even grade things in time, but everything, like every assignment builds up the last one. So you don't even know if you right. did the assignment right. Oh my God. I know. I know. I know. No, scatterbrain teachers are so funny too. Like, they just make just- you feel dumb. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I think this is you, dude. Yeah. Like- that's awful and you don't know like I feel so bad especially when I take certain classes that I'll go if this was someone's first class they would think okay college is not for me but it's really just that so many teachers expect too much or are total dicks or whatever I also hate when you first take a class and they go all right, you're really going to need to study for this one. This one's going to be at least 10 hours a week. And most of you are not going to pass. Like, I hate when they, it's like, what are you no, doing? What is no. this? Yeah, they definitely do it intentionally, but I don't think it's it's a good thing to do to students. I don't think it's fair. They no, want to scare people I, off who aren't, who aren't committed, but I think you could instead show students how they can be committed and how it can work for them and how they can find support. Totally. I'm passionate That's, about that. Yes, because why why do you need only the most committed students to be there? I'm sorry, like, whatever. Committed people are crazy a lot of the time. Did you see the movie Dear Zachary? I didn't because uh, I'm scared to. I feel no, like yeah, I you probably, about it. Yeah, you probably didn't see it. It's, it's rough. But this lady in it is a doctor. She went all the way through medical school. And then she murdered her boyfriend and her baby. It's too much so, pressure. Dedicated people aren't necessarily good people. Mm-hmm, okay, not so let's not. No, they're not. <laughs> Who, who's that focused? Who has that much confidence in themselves? Weirdos. Weirdos. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. No, thank God we would have been murdered by them if we did. Like Jody Arias probably have that kind of focus. Not me. No, I kind of do. And I mean, I'm a borderline crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just a little bit. I told my mom I'm like one trauma away from fully having lost it. So, And I think that's pretty true. How did you hold it together? How did you do it? Honestly, uh, numbing, I think, was the real key for yeah. me. I'm the type to like dissociate and numb. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, something traumatic's going on. I'm like, does anyone want a cookie? Or like, because I feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> or make a joke, levity, that sort of thing. 
it's so when my cat died my cat fig who was like two or three suddenly had like I don't know a seizure a heart attack I have no idea just all of a sudden and died and we're like devastated and crying but also within minutes I'm like making so many jokes you like imagine (laughs) so we're crying and we're crying laughing and it was just it was really good it was like I'm holding his dead body and like talking as him being like "Um, he passed me over to Sean because I really don't like you so much Um, because he did He did have a whole thing where he loved Sean and, and it was hilarious because he'd be laying with Sean and then I would like try to pet him and he would just bite me. He'd be like, no, 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 I like Sean, not you. You can move out. Oh yeah. That's what helps. I think that's wild. <laughs> the things that our brain does for like to yeah. preserve ourselves. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Until at a certain point, like this is a recent thing that happened. I started noticing sometimes I would be thinking about something that happened, some terrible thing from the past that would be the kind of thing that would make a person cry, but I feel fine. And then I notice like this, is like always when I'm laying down in bed, because that's just when you think of bad things, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then I notice like, I feel like tears streaming down my face. Right. And I'm like, that's weird. Is it? Cause I'm not crying. But after this happened so many times, I was like, can I not feel my feelings? <laughs> Do they just wow. do they just come? And then I read this book about trauma. Uh, that's called "The Body Keeps the Score." That's like so fucking good. It's such a good book. And one of the things he says, he talks about this girl who couldn't feel feelings, and he said after she had this treatment for so long, we went and had to drop her off at the airport, like to go home. And she said she had tears streaming down her face. And she was like, oh, my God, this wind is crazy. It's really making my eyes water. And he was like, you dummy. You're crying. You're sad. But she could not feel it. Don't even know what crying is. I think that's me sometimes. It's like you protect yourself for so long that you don't feel anything yeah except when your cat dies that's like the only time I feel anything and sometimes murder documentaries really oh when the people murder their kids now it's very upsetting I'm like I've changed because normally I would have been like ah, lol murdered your baby that's crazy but now, now it disturbs me you know you guys I actually think that's pretty messed up that they did that <laughs> they're like yeah where the hell have you been <laughs> yeah so my disturbance disturbs me yeah (laughs) good good at least there's something yeah yeah something riles me up um okay and now I am going to shift to a game because that is what we do on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) all right so you said your favorite podcast is freedom yeah and that's also (laughs) favorite podcast right now for sure I think it's the only one I've listened to one time somebody asked you like what podcast you listen to and then you said just like why won't you date me and I was like she's not listening to freedom like I don't understand and then later you were like referencing freedom and I was like okay so she just forgot it's okay but no no I seriously was I was only listening to why won't you date me for a while and then I got sick of that because I won't say I understand Then I started listening to Freedom and Stay Up Homekins. 
And I think I was shying away from freedom for a while because, you know, a lot of Paul Scott and Lauren, you've, when you've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, mm-hmm. there's a burnout situation, but okay. you know, as soon as I started listening to freedom, I was like, what am I an idiot? Yes. There's a reason they're on every podcast. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Yeah. I love them together. Okay. So your game is most likely to who is most likely to freedom edition oh so God. you are going to say whether scott paul or lauren <laughs> is most likely to do this particular thing own a gun oh my god lauren <laughs> La- oh. okay talk me through it talk me through it <laughs> no because like none of them will i think they're they kind of like liberal but like mainstream woke where it's like guns bad period end of sentence so I don't think any of them would I don't know maybe Scott because of his upbringing I don't know I I feel like Scott I feel like Scott has a gun and (laughs) he will never tell people about it because he knows people will judge him and so that's just between him and Kulop (laughs) I guess (laughs) I like it that's better all right, who is most likely to text back K? Just K. Scott. Oh. Okay. I met them I met them all briefly in person, not on like the level that you oh, do. Okay. Paul of Tompkins, right? Like you oh, hung right. out with them, right? Like you get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just it was just like a meet and greet after a live taping of Comedy Bang Bang. And I was just like so nervous and excited to meet them and I don't ever do this and I don't ever go up to anybody unless I'm going to yell at them while they're on the street like when I lived in LA and I saw <laughs> if I if I saw somebody like I saw John Doerr and I was like I love you and he was like yeah and I was like okay that's good you know like we're both happy about that like he doesn't yeah. want to sit and talk with me and <laughs> and uh and like Paul was so nice and Lauren was so nice. And I wanted to tell Scott, like, hey, like, I think you're underappreciated. I think what you do is like, it takes so much work. And I don't think people notice, like, how good you are, what you do. And I was like, oh, I wanted to tell you something. And he was like, okay. And I was like, never mind. Bye. We're all in a hole. Never compliment yeah. people. Oh my God. That is so funny. No, Scott is, he's got that weird judgmental Mm -hmm. quality that sometimes is like so funny to listen to, but it also makes it like, it might be hard to be friends with him. Uh, It might be hard to go from acquaintances or strangers to friends. I think think. it's hard to be a fan. I think it, yeah. When you're his fan, he's cool. But yeah, like the way also, he's talked about fans is like not good either. He, yeah, I don't think he is into it. Uh, <laughs> Which I respect, honestly. Yeah, no, I don't think I would either, especially when you see a lot of these fans. I don't know how much exactly. you look through comments and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but just when when someone will make a post like, oh, like my mother's ailing or whatever, like, you know, think keep her in your thoughts or whatever not that scott would ever say anything that serious but uh people will be like hey nong man or whatever (laughs) like it's like they can't let it go for a single post right 
And it's not ironic and it's not, it's really just, I have, I don't know. It's a compulsion or something. Yeah. So I get not wanting to be around a lot of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is most likely to sleep in the nude? Oh man. You know what? Like I'm just realizing like how square all of them are. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, who do you think? I literally can't imagine it. I I do feel like for all of them, it's like, there's no way this is happening. None of them are sleeping in the nude. I think this one is even more so than the guns. It's like, oh, I don't. I don't see this happening. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's no. my answer for that. That's a no. You're like, no. whatever you answered, Allison, it would have been wrong because it's no. <laughs> it would have been wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing, too, we are going to maybe try to write to them and get their answers. Yeah, of course. So that we know who is right. Somebody but... send this to them. <laughs> Somebody, please. <laughs> Secretary. <laughs> Most likely to throw away their pizza crusts. What? Mm, all, all of them. I know. <laughs> I know, right? All of them probably do that shit. <laughs> I'm like, why is it all Scott and why is it all bad things? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I realized that when I was writing these yesterday, I was like, anytime I wrote something negative, I, I went to Scott and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm realizing some underlying thoughts that I have about Scott. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I, I love Scott. He's not, oh, I love Scott yeah. too. But he is the <laughs> one who's like, if one of them was secretly Republican, it would be him. <laughs> Even though it wouldn't, like his parents, are, you know, right. we know the history. He's not that. <laughs> but it still feels right. But you know what? He is a cancer. And so is Larry David. Okay. And I think they either have the same birthday or it's like a day apart. And that feels right. You know what I mean? If you could imagine Scott as the star of Kirby Enthusiasm, it yeah. all fits perfectly. Yeah. No. So, That's perfect. Yeah. When you said cancer, <laughs> I didn't assume you were talking about horoscopes. I thought you were like, he's yeah. a cancer to society. He is a sickness. <laughs> he needs to be stopped. I mean, that's true, too, honestly. How, comedy, bang, bang. It gets a TV show, too. Like, did we need... No, we did. We like did it? need it. No, I loved it. Yeah, I actually... I think I stopped watching after like season one or two though. I don't know why. Uh, just, you know, too much TV, I guess. Mm. It's hard to watch it all. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Who is most likely to spend $600 on memorabilia? Oh, that's gotta be Paul, right? Oh, oh. interesting. <laughs> it's okay, what, what kind of memorabilia do you think Paul's buying? Well, actually, that's so wrong, right? Because, like, Scott's the one that's co a collector, now that I'm remembering. It's just yeah. I think of Paul because he buys fans' clothes, and then they all yeah. got Crocs. Are you Paul... trying to get Crocs? No. <laughs> After their review of them, if they had said they were great, yes. Because, honestly, when they talked about buying them, I was like, I do want. Right. But then once they had them and they were like, no, they're whatever. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm out. I wanted to them, what are they called? Little charms. If they actually oh, did that. that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, then you might have to do it. I'd have to. <laughs> Everybody in my life would hate me. Literally, I'd mention it and they're like, disgusting. I'm like, Thank literally, you. why does something make you so mad? 
They really are very yucky looking though. I don't know how to explain. It feels like something that uh, Gen Z would be into though. It Mm -hmm. does. Like they have the wide leg pants. A lot of things that for me, I don't see how you could possibly find it appealing is, is the vibe. So I think... I think Crocs do make sense. And I've heard this. I had a kid. I don't know what the fuck you consider like an eight-year-old or whatever. I don't know what generation that is. Is that that Z? I don't know. But he was like, oh, no, Crocs are cool now and everybody wears Crocs. And I was like, okay, didn't know this. (laughs) Are you friends with all nurses? Because I know that. But I'm guessing not. Yeah, everything is just like, what's it it called? You, You used the word earlier, but... Not, nobody's wearing it in the, it's all ironic, right? Everyone's oh, wearing things ironically. Is it? Is it? Is it? Because that's what I thought at first. When I first saw the Saved by the Bell type clothing on some of these kids, I was like, this is ironic. But then it just continued and I was like, is their whole culture ironic? All of the interests are ironic? Or oh. I, I truly don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't can you tell I me, mean, do you have insight? Are you Gen Z? I honestly don't no, know. No, I'm a millennial. Okay. All right. Great. And me too. I don't know how I extend so far. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, what did people at your school like dress like they were from the eighties, right? Like that was a thing. So now it's like dressed like the nineties. No, I don't think so. No? I don't recall <laughs> dressing like eighties. I recall everything being... 90s and 2000s it was a lot of frosted lipstick frosted eyeshadow very thin eyebrows chunky highlight and that's going to come back into fashion and that is it's here these platform shoes the foam platform shoes that are like (laughs) two feet tall are back and i didn't understand them the first time exactly exactly that's why i'm convinced it must be ironic like you can't actually i hope but i don't know I think the thing is that somebody famous decides I'm going to turn something ugly fashionable because I'm so cool and hot. And then all the little people follow them. Yeah. And it it definitely can work that way. Yeah. Like my boyfriend tried so hard to get a bucket hat and I'm like, I will not let you. No. I will not let you get a bucket hat. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to care about things to tell you what to wear, but I will not let you. Yeah, no, you got to put your foot down on certain things. You really do. You really do. I do think there's something sometimes to a person who doesn't have any sense of those aesthetics that there's something going on. I remember uh, meeting this guy online when I was, I don't know, old 15 or something. And... Oh my God, I did irresponsible things from a very young age, (laughs) starting maybe 13 or something. Uh, And he said that he wanted me to help him pick out clothes, like to create a new wardrobe, like I'm, like I'm Stacey London of what not to wear. Right. And I think I went with him, but then just did realize like your taste is so upsetting that I think there's something wrong with your brain. You know, these cargo shorts you're wearing 
reveal something deeper about maybe your mother didn't hold you frequently (laughs) in your infancy. There's some reason why you don't get it. It's, you know what I mean? When something's revealed and peeled away like that, it's, it's really strange. And that reminds me of when I was like in middle school and high school and social, like Facebook and MySpace were a thing for the first time ever. And people reveal how dumb they are. And then you're like, oh, I just like thought you were cool. Like you're just another person at school and you're a shitty person or so vacuous. You know what I mean? It's shocking. It is shocking. I was, I feel like I lost pretty much all of my friends once social media came around. (laughs) You did learn who they really are. And I know some people think that it's like, Oh, well, no, that's not who they are. They seem that. And it's like, no, 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 that is who they are. They, what you type is more deeply you. They say that people have a better vocabulary when you write and stuff than you do when you talk. And I think that's to say you can express yourself more clearly through writing than you can through talking. I say stuff when I'm talking sometimes. I shock myself. (laughs) Oh my God. Some of the things I say, I'm like, holy shit, do I think that? Or am I just like so into talking right now that I'm just saying whatever, especially if I'm nervous. Oh my God. Crazy shit. Do you say things all the time that you're just like, I've never thought that. Or like you share an opinion and you're like, when is that my opinion? Like, do you surprise yourself like that? Yes. Oh, no. No. Okay. It's not quite that I've never thought it. It's more like, I didn't think that would be the kind of thing I would ever admit to somebody telling this person, why am I doing that? (laughs) Getting too personal too quick. Yes. They don't need to know this. Yeah. Why did I, she's just, she's just my real estate agent. She doesn't need to know. I totally feel you. I had to get, I had to get like looks from like Rachel for like most of my life for her to be like, and I'm like, oh, that's not okay. Like, but like, it's cool when you talk about anything and it's not small talk. And I'm like, I tell people that I hate myself. It's good, right? Like, it's a fun joke. No, I guess it's not. It, it, oh my God. It's such a fine line though, because it totally can be great to reveal too much early Mm -hmm. it just depends on how you do it and who you're saying it to and what you're trying to get out of it because I do think Mm self-deprecation sometimes is more like you have an expectation from, from the other person you then are needing to be reassured or at least it maybe comes across that way and then you become a burden. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. you going, oh my God, I look like shit today. Right. Becomes a real issue where people yeah. have to go, no, oh my God, you look good. And it's like, no. But if you are just making a joke that someone can easily go, oh, ha, ha, yeah. Great. <laughs> then then maybe do that. Um, I have a friend who she hasn't been on the podcast yet. I don't know why. I think I was um, afraid of coming on too strong asking her. <laughs> Um, cause we haven't been friends that long, but when I first met her, I was like, um, I love her. <laughs> it was like right away um, where I was overly attached. So, um, God fucking damn it. Okay. Hold on. Let me write down what time it is. 30, 10, because I, 
this has happened like the last three times I've had my podcast. I fully lost my train of thought. I don't have any idea what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to cut it out because <laughs> yeah. I don't have any idea. No idea what I was going to say. Um, no. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> you better keep that in. <laughs> when I first met her, we were she was an intern at this law office and I was going to be an intern at the law office. So she was just like there when I was attending this meeting so I could get to see what it was like. So not really a place where you would open up about yourself, but I did anyway. We're like talking after and I'm like some, I think the lawyer asked about one of my tattoos. And so I know with this girl standing there, I know that she can see that I have scars on my arm mm. from cutting, right? So I'm like, I feel like I have to mention that or else it's going to seem weird, you know? So I said something about it and she, you know, and whatever. But then anyway, we've been like close friends since then. So sometimes yeah. it can work. And you're not totally weird. If that person has the same sort of issues as you, I guess if you're talking to someone too normal, yeah. they're going to be like, you, you what? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's interesting. It's just like, it's like when you're, when you're fucked up it, in a way, it's, you, there's more depth than you could, I don't know. I think it's more interesting, <laughs> even though it's yeah. terrible to like put people at like to say that. To, you can only be interesting if you're kind of messed up, but no, it's not. Those people, <laughs> they're fine. Yeah, those people are fine. What they're going to get their feelings hurt in a normal way, and then they're going to talk to their parent who loves them and be totally fine. No, who cares? <laughs> you can make them feel shitty anytime you want. Yeah, normal people are not as interesting. They're just not. Like, what, what is it that like people who are like mentally good they? fall asleep as soon as their head hits the pillow and there's just like so many things that like mm. that like these okay people do and I'm just like how do you do those things I am very fortunate in that I used to be so tormented and everything and like now I'm not mm -hmm. so like I I mean I've always been able to fall asleep instantly because I mean I was I was so depressed and it was that sort of like sleep is right. the greatest and I still have that. So I'm definitely good with that. But I like, I very rarely have things that really like upset me. Although I, I have the numbing thing. Mm -hmm. So even if something did upset me, I wouldn't necessarily know. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll have a thing where every once in a while, it's like if someone says the right thing on social media, it'll be like very upsetting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, when you word something like a rude comment in just the right way where you go, Oh my God, I'm going to be thinking about that. And just how shitty you came across for a while. Like something, something like, like they insulted you or like they, um, the one that happened most recently, which was like two years ago, probably was someone like disagreeing with something I said that was like fairly innocuous, but the way they disagreed was like so dickish. It felt like they hated me. Do you, do you know yeah. when someone talks to you and you really feel like 
they hate you. You can, it's not like, I dislike a thing you said. It's like, I want you to die. And it's, they probably have some sort of, you know, serious problems of their own if that's what's coming across. But that's the kind of thing that will wow. sometimes stick with me. Yeah, I could imagine. No, yeah, I, but that's fair. I avoid people, <laughs> so I don't experience that. <laughs> that's, that's your thing. Your, yeah. your mental illness is avoidance is it anxiety primarily it's a little anxiety it was I like punished myself for many years and just thought I deserved the worst and so I put myself through it and then I also didn't want to I didn't want to burden anybody else with my presence (laughs) Mm. it's like yeah yeah what was so bad about your presence Oh, uh, like, I just don't want anybody to worry about me, think about me, or I don't want to convince any, I, I feel like I can be very influential. And I feel like you'll probably relate to this, because I think I've heard you talk about it, that there's like a little manipulation, maybe you've learned, and so you become a good manipulator. And then all of a sudden, you've convinced people to do something. And I'm like, I don't want that much power. And I'm like, I need to stay away from people. <laughs> Mm, okay wait so have you convinced people to do crazy stuff are you responsible for some deaths or what (laughs) nothing crazy (laughs) nothing crazy uh but just yeah I I don't know I don't know okay I want to know more I want to know more about what you were punishing yourself for what did you think you needed to be punished for oh no uh you know just like an early relationship where it was like abusive and not good and then and then I started behaving in a way that was just like I thought was horrible and so yeah I just put myself in the way of bad stuff because I deserved it when I was like really unhappy in the next relationship I was like wait don't you remember like you deserve this you you did this to yourself on purpose and then I'd be like oh okay and then continue to suffer (laughs) oh interesting at first I was gonna say like I don't get that at all but then I was like oh I I've thought things like that too I think where it's like this is my punishment for this thing that I did yeah so you know yeah yeah so that's probably the same kind of thing okay so it was you you felt like you were being what like a major bitch or something in a relationship or what (laughs) something something that I I wouldn't want to talk about but that I realized I that I'm okay (laughs) you know and that what I what I did doesn't deserve punishment and that it's just like self-love and self-acceptance has been been my recent Mm. journey and boy it's worth it if you're out there listening to this and you're struggling and you don't have good self-esteem well I would seriously walk past a mirror and flip myself off (laughs) but then uh, then eventually I would just be like I love you I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like I love you (laughs) and I'd be like I don't believe you and I'd be like I don't care I'm gonna keep saying it and then I don't know other things wait how did you learn how to do that did you have like a therapist tell you or did you just decide I just decided I was like I I'm not going to be better unless I put the work in and, and yeah, it's like, if I want to feel better about it, if I don't want to torture myself anymore, 
I'm going to have to work right. really hard to be kind to myself and love myself. And then also having a partner that loved me, helped me show what I deserve too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that helped. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. All right. And the <laughs> <That's game. different>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, you know what? I can move on to the next game. I actually have a second game. Okay, I'm ready. You said that you hate celebrity podcasters. <laughs> I'm on board with that. However, yeah. if you had to, these are going to be, would you rather listen to a podcast hosted by this celebrity or this celebrity? Okay. <laughs> Tara Reed or Steven Dorf? Can you remind me who Steven Dorf is? Okay, I should have known this is gonna happen. Nobody knows <laughs> I oh, no, 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 wait, wait, don't say anything. Is he the guy from Office Space? No, Stephen Root. <laughs> I got a Stephen. Okay. He, oh, I would definitely, definitely listen to a podcast hosted by him. He's fantastic. Have you seen Barry? Yeah, it's so good. So oh good. my god, it's so good. Okay, Stephen Dorf was in season three of true detective i didn't watch it didn't watch it before that oh look him up on my phone yeah he was i don't know he was in stuff maybe in the early 90s or something he was a bad boy he'd be in some of the teen magazines as like look at this little cutie but Mm. you're kind of seeing him and going well is he cute he's kind of like a mark Wahlberg, where you're like i think he just kind of has a fucked up face i don't know why we decided (laughs) yeah i know him from somewhere and blade i guess those are the ones i've seen oh blade okay But, All right. Oh, so, Tara Reed or Stephen Dorff from Blade? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, and my options are gonna be neither. You gotta um, listen to one. Okay, you gotta, listen gotta listen to one. one. Just one episode. You know, honestly, I'm not like I would just listen to Tara Reed's just to check it out, just to know what yeah. what she what, she's what does like. she care about. Yeah, that makes her tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a big disappointment. I know right now people love Britney Spears and it's free Britney, blah, blah, blah. But Britney Spears is one of the first people that I, as I got a closer look at her as a celebrity, I was like, she's dumb as shit. It made me like her less. Normally (laughs) we get to know celebrities better, like Jessica Simpson. She had that newlyweds show and you go, oh, she's actually kind of likable. Like, yeah, she's Mm -hmm. dumb, but she's a nice girl or whatever. Uh, same thing with Victoria Beckham. There was like this special where you got to interact with her and it was like, oh, she's actually very mm-hmm. funny. And then Britney Spears had her show. I forget what it was called, but it was with Kevin Federline. It was called Crazy Something, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, she's just, she's even dumber than she comes across. And just like, <laughs> wow. It just made her seem like 0% appealing. Oh, you know? what a bummer. Wait, are these people really making podcasts? No TV shows people had. Now, you know what? I don't know, honestly. I don't know who has a podcast. Okay, so I'm not going to see a Tara Reid podcast. No, no, no. Well, it is hard to say. Honestly, honestly, should we look? Should we take a look? (laughs) Podcasting app I have. See if we've got Tara Reid in there. I'm going to... 
I'm going to say she doesn't have one, but I bet she's guessed it on quite a few. That's going to be my guess. <laughs> good good for Tara Reed. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Tara Reed. I have seen her in person twice, so we're kind of Really? Close. What did you see? Yeah. Um, Once, it was when I was seeing Total Request Live, TRL, <laughs> Total Request Live in person in um, San Francisco. She was there when she was dating Carson Daly. Oh my God, how cool are you? Yeah, I know. My cousin <laughs> called her over, uh, like waved her over, Tara, come on! And she was like, okay, <laughs> And my cousin's like, hey, can I bum a cigarette? No. And she rolled her eyes and she's like, yeah, just a second. And she walked away and never came back. Because you shouldn't. It's rude. (laughs) And then the other time, I was at a restaurant in LA with Sean Clemens from Hollywood Handbook and his wife. And she came. She was uh, wandering around. I don't know. Very thin. She's really about 40 pounds. It is insane how thin she is a person who the smallest size pants that exist are swimming she's swimming <laughs> in them you know that's um, so i don't know what's happening with her probably drugs if i had to guess so yeah she's not having a podcast she doesn't she's not no there's no terry podcast episodes let's find out probably for the best yeah i don't even know if she's been on many there's a lot a lot of things are coming up. Blogging for business growth with Tara Reed. That can't be the Tara Reed. There's an entrepreneur <laughs> named Tara Reed, it turns out. Okay. Well, she's doing some. Someone with the name has got to do something for society. Right? Yeah. 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 Tara Reed, if you're out there, you know, I might listen to it. And that's all I'm going to say. Try it. <laughs> Give it a shot. Tara, try it. We'll listen. <laughs> we got two listeners right off the bat. All right. Are you listening to a podcast hosted by Elijah Wood or Daniel Radcliffe? Ooh, I want them both together. Okay. Uh, oh, that would be fun. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, no. No. Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, see, to me, Elijah Wood would have, he'd probably have a music podcast and he'd be a little too pretentious. Mm. But, but Daniel Radcliffe, would be a little too nice. He'd be one of those too people nice. who's so nice. His guests, he's like, oh my God, I love no. him such exhausting. And it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. But them <laughs> together, I seriously think you have something there. Mm-hmm. Them together, it would balance each other out so well, the sweet and the salty. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Over the Garden Wall? No. It's literally the best. It was a mini series on Cartoon Network, and Elijah Wood does one of the voices, but. I literally try and tell anybody it's the best. It's like kind of like spooky, something you watched in the fall and it has really good original music and it's weird and really good guest voices. That's that cool. I very rarely watch cartoon things. Like it's pretty much only Bob's Burgers at this point. Not even Rick and Morty? No. Mm. I don't, who makes Rick and Morty again? Dan Harmon. Yeah. Just yeah, I'm not a Dan Harmon. Yeah. This is this is famously the only season of community I like is the one that Dan Harmon wasn't involved in. Wow. I clearly think that is the only good season, and I'm not saying that to be a shock jock, although I am <laughs> I re 
really just truly thought every other season fell flat. The characters, what they did didn't make sense. There was inconsistent. There was no growth. That season, I actually felt real emotions and growth. And everybody else hates it. So I don't know. Am I special? Wow. Or am I, it's hard to tell. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to like, honestly, have an opinion and have taste. It's something I didn't have for a while, you know, when I was younger. And I'm just like, I'm supposed to say this, right? I'm supposed to like that thing. I'm supposed to not like this thing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had that with music. I forced myself to like music at all, first of all, because I was oh. obsessed with movies. And then at a certain point, I was like, I want to be one of those people who likes music. So let's take <laughs> down all these pictures of movie stars and let's put up bands, like whatever. And then it was like trying to be involved in the local music scene. I did genuinely like a lot of it, but then when like hardcore music came out and all this screaming, I had to really search within myself. I was like, do I like this? (laughs) Hmm. And you know, you have to like sit and listen to something and you go, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think I do. It's like, you know, convincing yourself to stay in a bad relationship or something. It's like, no, if you, if you, questioning it no probably not for you like yeah it's like fine in theory or whatever Mm -hmm. but you're never gonna want to listen to this yeah but yeah rockabilly it was the same sort of thing I was like do I it's like no it's okay it's okay it's not not for you (laughs) all right who are you listening to on a podcast is it going to be Sandra Bullock or Meg Ryan uh Sandra Bullock probably okay yeah. There's been a, like the last decade, I feel like Meg Ryan is an empty shell of a person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she was. I don't really know. People were like, oh my God, she used to be so cute. And it's like, no, she was, I think, always a little bit annoying <laughs> and possibly narcissistic. <laughs> I, I remember reading that one of the writers from Jane Magazine interviewed Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan made her cry because she was so mean. <gasps> What? I had no idea. Yeah, so I don't think, you know, she's... I have a bigger problem with someone who comes across as, like, America's sweetheart, and they're not. Oh, yeah, Then someone everybody just knows is a bitch. It's like, yeah. Like, if you interview Melania or something, you know, yeah, she's probably going to make you cry. I don't know. Something's going to happen. But Meg Ryan, you don't expect it. Yeah, like, with the... I think people need to start embracing that they're an asshole and instead of pretending to be nice just to be socially accepted like I just think Army Hammer needs to come out and be like yeah I'm not sorry I kind of suck anybody want to you want to make a movie like can I it would work it honestly would if he owned it you would get enough people being like okay I do like this yeah exactly he won't do it he's afraid (laughs) just like he won't be real people he's afraid (laughs) shows around it come on grow up (laughs) I do really have a problem with how much people talk about you've got mail though a lot of people I've heard a lot of people say you've got mail is a great romantic comedy or their favorite romantic comedy or they watch it all the time they watch it every year no it's one of the worst romantic comedies ever made I'm pissed (laughs) I think you did a game talking about like rom-coms and I was like when is somebody gonna mention when Harry met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle the, uh, those two Meg Ryan mm. films I actually will rewatch all the time and love. okay but yeah see Sleepless in Seattle 
I saw that when I was a kid in theaters with my mom, because that's what you do with your mom when you're a girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember really liking it then. I don't know that I've seen it since then. Oh my God. So I can't, see it. can't do it, but I would, I would watch it. I used to be alone to watch romantic comedies. My husband's kind of like, well, is this women's in it? <laughs> oh, women's in it? No, I'm not interested. No. He at least thinks he's not interested, but then he watches it and he's like, I loved it, but he can't, <laughs> you know, and if I'm going to cry at something, I prefer to be alone. Yeah. Because I'll feel like someone else is around and I'll just be fighting back the tears. Yeah. And like holding my eyes open. I can't cry. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm weak. He wants a strong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, you know, that's what I tell myself. So, yeah, I I will try to watch Sleeps in Seattle. What's the other one that you said? When Harry like? Met when Sally. Okay, that one I also watched once when I was like teen maybe and I didn't I don't think I thought anything of it really so I I don't know mm, I'm curious I, I I would actually like you to record and you watching it and so oh, we can get okay. some live commentary and you, I, I, like that. <laughs> I talk way too much during movies <laughs> tv shows so like honestly this is what happens if i'm watching a 30 minute tv show i'm gonna pause it so much that it's gonna be about an hour and a half <laughs> i'm gonna just that. pause it so, this is what i think this is what they think. this is what i would do with me this is what i would say. like that's you don't know that i want that though <laughs> and i don't think i'm alone <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. You know what? I'll start having live stream. Oh my god, fucking Yes. Oh my god, that'd be so amazing. <laughs> I would love to. Honestly, I just have to figure out how to do those sorts of things. But it'd be great. My, I love it. My mom would talk so much watching movies all the time. And there was one time uh, my family sat down together, and we put on Inglorious Bastards. And she, we were like, you cannot talk. Like, don't, just please don't talk. Don't say anything. And she was just like, okay, okay. And I was like, please, nobody, no, we're not going to talk. You're not going to say anything. She was like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. And then it like immediately starts and she goes, Tarantino, is that Italian? And I'm like, no, get out of here. You just promised. You're not allowed to have questions. Okay. I don't care what the comment is. That is so funny. And I just imagine as it goes on, she's like, do they know they're hiding under there? Can they, okay, hold on. What if they hear them though? Now listen to this. How bad is this going to be? That, that'll be, that'll be my commentary. That would be actually hilarious to do a watch along sort of thing with a really good movie where you are fully ruining it yes, with yes. your comments. I want that too. I love that. And it's crazy like, how seriously people take it too, and they're just like, "No jokes, no." Uh-uh. Oh God! And you get to yeah. make them mad, and that's great. That'd be great. <laughs> the people who don't know when you're joking mm-hmm. is like the best. I love seeing that on Twitter, where so- someone says something that's so obviously a joke. Oh my God, Ken Jennings! I don't. I love Ken Jennings from Jeopardy. Right. Uh, <laughs> he posted about. Uh, head of cattle like that saying the you know there's 86 head of cattle or something and he's like why are we saying that why don't we just say cattle there's 86 cattle or whatever and then he got like all these comments saying this is why like so many people explaining 
why it had to be said that way. And I was just like, I just love how Twitter like constantly reminds you of how stupid everyone around you is. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause already one person chiming in, it's like, you know, he's not sincerely asking that we make changes mm-hmm. to how farmers say shit or whatever. So it doesn't really, we don't really need the, the real facts you have, but for so many people to say the same thing, it's just a whole other level. It's like, you didn't read the other comments saying yeah. the exact that's the you thing felt yeah that's when it really gets <sighs> I think they think uh, they're the only ones that know the information like they're so privileged to yeah. know it so why would they check of course nobody else knows no, nobody else said this <laughs> I think I've probably done something like that before <laughs> like I make a joke and someone else has already made the joke but that's just that's just common maybe okay um all right. Are you going to listen to a podcast hosted by Tia and Tamara or Mary Kate and Ashley? Hmm. I feel like only because Mary Kate and Ashley are, aren't like out in public. I'd want to listen to theirs because I feel like Tia and Tamara are pretty public. Like they had their own show, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Stephanie met them, yeah. which I think was pretty cool. <gasps> Really? Yeah, like when she was a kid, they did like a meet and greet. And I'm like, how did you meet Tia Oh my God. It is so weird how like child celebrities used to do meet and greets. Is that still a thing that's done? Like, no, <laughs> right? right? I hope not. I know. Because I also went to a meet and greet once with the little girl, Mackenzie Austin from Seventh uh, Heaven. Okay, yeah little baby Ruthie and then I attended another one with Mark from step by step don't know that guy's real mm. name why would I the blonde the nerdy blonde we didn't wait there was such a long line that me and my mom were like forget it <laughs> but why why and who and what are they getting paid for this why oh, yeah. did we trust that no one would kidnap them I don't I don't know <laughs> It seems so strange, but Tia and Tamara, it seemed like that show was so huge, huge yeah. that I can't believe they would do a meet and greet. That just seems insane. It's like I want a podcast from them when they were kids, you know? Like, Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Not them now. We get it. You love Totino's pizza rolls because they paid you to put that on Instagram. We get it. No, I adults, adults. Instagrammers, people who were celebrities, mm-hmm. kind of, right. who now are trying to be relevant and get online. Mm-hmm. Oh no, <laughs> insufferable! I honestly, I think podcasts by any of these people would be terrible. Yeah. Tia I do love them, mm-hmm. but it's like I need to keep you at a distance right. so I don't learn that you're vapid. You know, exactly. Mary and Ashley, I know they're vapid. They they were ruined so long ago. I was obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're little weirdos. They're little weirdos. That's, that, I want to listen to little weirdos. <laughs> I would listen, but I feel like it would be probably want to shoot yourself. anybody who, yeah, <laughs> you know, one of them like dates a billionaire right. or something. It's like any that type of person. Anne Hathaway also. Mm. I can't. I can't. If you somehow get along with a billionaire, there's no way. There's no hope for a connection with us. You know? That's such a good point. 
Yeah. Eat the rich. It can't work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are you here? Get on yeah. it. <laughs> oh, come on. We need you. <laughs> All right. This is the last one, and this one's going to be tough. Okay. I'm ready. Would you rather listen to a podcast hosted by AJ McLean from Backstreet Boys or Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC? And I will let you Google so you can see what they look like. All you need to know. All you need to know is to see what they look like to really understand their personalities. AJ. AJ. You can just put AJ back. BSB. They'll know. It'll know. It'll know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who's the other one? Chris from NSYNC. Okay. Well, it's, it's the thing. It's like I need to know about their personalities. But oh, I, I no, have to you just don't. look at them. You really okay. don't. No? Oh, you can look at them. <laughs> AJ's, facial hair, AJ's facial hair tells you everything you need to know about him. Chris's head of hair tells mm. you everything you need to know about him. Yeah, the, yes. Chris guy, he seems like a... Like he's gone to Flavortown and I want to know what that's about. Yeah, <laughs> right? Chris, I actually share a birthday with Chris, which makes me have lowered self-esteem a little bit. <laughs> makes me wonder what I'm not seeing about myself that might be a little Chris-like. But you know what? Sync is the better band. I think that's the main reason I want to hear from them. It's mm-hmm. like you had Justin Timberlake to hang out with right. for years. You know, whereas like Backstreet Boys who Nick Carter is yeah. the main, I can't, this is nothing. Not I was shocked. My friend Joe recently said that Backstreet Boys are way better, that all of their songs are catchier. <laughs> I was, I truly was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> this Backstreet Boys? <laughs> no. You're talking about catchy songs and you're going to, in sync pop really that doesn't win out over all of them the bye 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 really exactly exactly foolish this is interesting though i have to say okay how old are you allison i'm 28 yeah this is ridiculous two years from three i thought maybe 29 28 you're like a baby So I know that people who are even like one or two years apart in age, like somehow missed the TV shows we watched are different growing up. If there's just like two mm-hmm. years age difference. So we've got six. So that means that you probably hardly even heard of who the fucking Backstreet Boys are. You know what I mean? They like weren't your thing. So now I'm curious, what were your main things growing up? What are like the big cultural references for you? Huh? Cultural references. And but it could be, I mean, when I say culture, I mean like a cartoon you watched all the time. You know, it could be anything. Oh man. Is there like a particular age that you're thinking of? So it'd probably help. Honestly, I don't even know. I don't know what age anything happened. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, I like this thing when I was little. Was I three? Was I 10? I have no clue. So anything, let's let's say what were three things that you were obsessed with okay. as a kid? Okay. Any three things, a celebrity, a band, a TV show, a movie, anything. Okay. Okay. Um, well, one of them was the Cosby show. And okay. I think I mostly watched reruns though. And I would honestly like 
and then the reruns reruns would play at like six in the morning so I would like wake up early to watch them and I also had like a coogie sweater from like a thrift store so I would like wear the kind of sweaters that Bill Cosby wore in the show and then I would like sit down and I don't there was something I was like that's the I that's the ideal family and you know maybe it wasn't but you know it looked pretty good (laughs) but you know what Felicia Rashad the mom from the from the show is one of the few people who is like look Bill Cosby is a good dude so I do think that family was the perfect family it's just off set yeah Bill Cosby had some proclivities right you know exactly unsavory happenings Like, yeah, I'm not going to stop liking the Cosby show. Are you crazy? <laughs> Honestly, right now I'm watching House of Cards. Nice. And I don't know if you're aware, you know, <laughs> Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. has victimized different people. And, oh, two of the people who are accusing him of victimizing them are dead? What? What? So he's a real monster, I think. Not unlike his character, Francis Underwood, from House of Cards. But I'm still watching yeah. it because what? It would getting paid a bunch of money for my stupid watch just shut up get out of here who gives a shit <laughs> okay i support predators what else <laughs> did you like? well i try and do that too i try and like separate the art from the artist and like i promote that and i still like certain things but then for some reason like i i won't watch the cosby show anymore or i won't listen to michael jackson they'll be like i love that music you know and i'm like trying really hard to do it but i can't like bring myself to do it so that's that's why i'm impressed honestly and you give me hope you give me hope it depends what it is i can't watch like woody allen stuff not that i super want to stuff sucks but i like that's something that i can't i can't do I like you know, I like his stuff and but I understand. I also don't like Mia Farrow. I think she's crazy. <laughs> so oh I think God. it's I, I think know. there's some questions to be had, but I do think he's a creepy dude. <laughs> okay, I did, gonna I, didn't watch the documentary. I did not watch the documentary, but the fact that he married his adoptive daughter, I don't I think know, I, I can know, right. question really because who would do that? And you go, Well, it's not his daughter. Okay, you're a creep too. That's all you're <laughs> telling me when you say that that's an insane <laughs> dance to take <laughs> it's a bunch of people who really wanted to like marry their stepfathers i think it is <laughs> yes totally. yeah that's the only explanation <laughs> like why can't you just okay, I, I... <laughs> annie hall was good when i watched annie hall i did think it was amazing but most other things I've seen from him were really, really bad. Like not even like a little bad, like really, 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 really bad. Like if I just told you the dialogue, you would go, Oh God. Like, yeah. Yeah. His, his writing with casting himself with younger women. That was pretty strange. Yeah. That's, isn't that every, every man who gets to choose though. They just, but I like, know, I don't know what it is with like Manhattan. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the granddaughter of like Ernest Hemingway or whatever. Oh, and yeah. Anyways, yeah. anyways. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Like, what else? Love Cosby mm-hmm. Show. Oh man, I just what did I love? There, I don't know. There's just so much. Okay, so in like fifth grade, it's just sad because I like I didn't listen to a lot of like modern music at the at 
and when when I was like in elementary school or when I would have been here in sync, like I would just hear um my siblings friends talking about NSYNC and like I was like oh who am I supposed to like I don't know and so I would just listen to oldies that would be on in the car or something so I was really into the mamas and the papas when I was like in fifth grade or something which is another creepy dude well, this is crazy. <laughs> this is becoming a pattern, Allison. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, honestly, like, don't even look up who I'm talking about if you don't know, because that story is terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the, I, liked the music. I liked Mama Cass, and what happened to her was fucked up, too. So Yeah. And everybody's just like, LOL, she choked, she's fat. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's nice for your legacy to be boiled down to that. Well, and that's not even what happened. I listened to a great podcast about it. Oh, really? Okay, tell me what happened. Let's clear her name. <laughs> well, she had been doing a lot of like dieting because of all this pressure and hate that she would get and from like the guys in the band too. And she was actually, she was in love with one of them and then the other one was an asshole to her and didn't want her in the band. But obviously she was the best at all of them. And then she tried really hard to lose weight. And so she wasn't eating well enough. And it was really hard on her heart because she was putting so much stress on herself, probably drugs and alcohol, but I don't really remember that. So don't take that seriously. And, um, and then so when she was performing, she just overexhausted herself. So she came back um, from her performance once and then asked her assistant, hey, like, can you make me a sandwich or something? And then she just went to lay down and the assistant came in, put the sandwich on the night table, and then came to check up on her in the morning, and she was dead. So it's like she didn't even touch the sandwich. She already, like, fell asleep and died. <laughs> but that, the story changed. No, she died because she wanted that sandwich so bad because she's <laughs> bad. So horrible. So horrible. That's awful. Yeah. That is. Um, yeah, the um, the pressure people will put on you to lose weight is is always interesting too because it's like have you met many people who have lost a lot of weight and then like kept it off it's like not so much right it's it's more just it usually is like for a while and then it ultimately doesn't work out and so you are actually asking someone when you're saying you should be thinner you're asking them to put themselves through this terrible thing that's going to probably be harder on their body in the long run so that they can just gain the weight back, probably more weight. Right. Because your brain's going to go crazy from the starvation or whatever. So if you really care about Mama Cass, mm-hmm. guy who raped his daughter. I know. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you care so much. <laughs> like, come on. You know, I did watch uh, Celebrity Rehab mm-hmm. with Mackenzie Phillips, okay. his daughter. Yeah fascinating fascinating i really i really enjoyed her and she's an interesting person yeah 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 Yeah. and she you know she she thought it was uh she thought it was consensual the uh the incest with her dad she that's what molestation is they they can yeah sometimes you yeah but isn't that interesting because i think she was I want to say she was an adult when it happened. I think it started when um, she was like lasted through adulthood. It lasted a long yeah. time, yeah. She was so it's like, wow, that's just brainwashing is intense. 
and not to jump into other things too serious, but the ways that gangs brainwash kids mm -hmm. and the ways that people brainwash the girls for like human trafficking, it's like very similar. Yeah. They really get them sometimes for life, believing that this is a positive thing for them or believing that you care about them or whatever. Right. Um, That's like why people. They had talented people. <laughs> Wait, who had talented people? The, the people manipulating the kids really have a strong, strong ability. Oh, they've for got real. real. <laughs> right, right, right. Charisma. Is what, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I uh, was going to go somewhere, then I spaced out. So you lost me. End of podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Third thing. Did you, third thing you were obsessed with as a kid? What else? You know, oh gosh. The only thing I could think of is when I was in high school and I was like 16 and I stumbled across the last half of The Shining. And then I was like, what is this? And I became obsessed. I became so obsessed with The Shining. And I just, it just like, clicked something in my brain and I was like oh you could do this with film and it's I'm mm -hmm. I yeah I've, I've, I've gone crazy that's a good one yeah it is always incredible to have those experiences with something that just like I don't know if revelation is the right word but I think so maybe where you're just like what like it just totally like mind-blown emoji sort of thing <laughs> yeah I I could talk endlessly about that film and about Stanley Kubrick because he's like the closest thing to a god for me it's like it's but he like people don't like him either he's got a bad rap too yeah. and I will but defend his is him like for torturing actors right but like I disagree that that happened I will fight people on that I know you disagree happened yes. wait why because how because, what evidence do you have <laughs> if you just watch the documentary of um that his daughter filmed that people are basing it off of if you watch the documentary the behind the scenes film of the shining and what he's doing to torture Shelley Duvall is basically she's just kind of being kind of annoying <laughs> and she's just like look, my hair is, it's falling out of my, I'm losing so much hair. Look, I'm just so stressed. And then he turns to his daughter, like holding the camera. Cause she's like talking to the camera and he's like, don't encourage her. <laughs> he walks away. Like as, um, as bad, as bad as the torture is, I think Shelley Duvall was a little fucked up. And I think he was probably kind of a, kind of a weirdo. But I just, I just don't, I just think there's so much talk around things where it's just like, oh, this person is evil or this person is good. And it's like, we could either be one or the other and we can't be like complicated. We always have to behave perfectly. And I think if like, that's the other thing about pushing somebody to lose weight. I think it's just a projection of like yourself and your inability to accept yourself. And you put all these restrictions on yourself and you're like, well, I have to look this way. I have to behave a certain way. So they should too. Like, that's not fair. And they have to look this way. I hate the way I look. So they should hate the way they look. And yeah. And so I just think this projection that people, everybody has to be perfect and behave perfectly. Um, I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I definitely feel like there's a um I mean I'm a lot more like who cares about stuff when it's not 
extreme because I know that Hitchcock has like a similar, right? You know, Treat them like he, cattle. right and he you know but he said that like making movies is awesome except for working with actors (laughs) like that they make it suck and so then he'd work with a lot of the same actors because he found people that he liked Mm -hmm. working with and then would just always work with them and I feel like that's not necessarily bad we know how annoying people are like I'm sure he's right that it's fucking annoying to work with a lot of these people um Tarantino sometimes people will say you know, that time that he choked the one actress, Diane oh Kruger, or whatever. God. But she agreed to it. She's like, no, yeah, I want it to look real. Yeah. That's fine. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's like a little bit alarming. But it's also like it. Nobody ended up with like a crushed windpipe or something like right. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's like I think that everybody feels like something something's happened now what happened to Diane Kruger has happened to them it's like now mm-hmm. they need to feel better yeah. about it and it's just like why don't you just let Diane feel better about it and you just live your life and watch his movies if you want to or not <laughs> yeah and I think sometimes imagining what something might have been like mm-hmm. you go what if like if that happened to me I'd feel like this and it's like but you really don't know because mm-hmm. you were not there it wasn't you you don't know him you don't know the vibe of the room you don't you know yeah so yeah, I think you're right that it's like there's a lot of assumptions and, yeah. and projections. And, yes. And then it becomes about you instead of the thing that really happened. Yes. Um with that said, I think Woody Allen probably molested his stepdaughter. <laughs> there's another we'll documentary that's on YouTube that defends him. And I know I sound like a really shitty person <laughs> because I watched that one instead of the other one. But I think Mia Farrow abused all of her adopted children. And that is one of her adopted children. And I think she convinced her daughter that she was molested because she was mad at Woody Allen. And I think, I think, and I think Woody Allen has said this, but I think that he, he said that I, well, I think she believes she was molested at this point. Like whether she was or wasn't, I think she believes that she was because everything that's happened. Okay. So what I'll say though, you got to watch the other documentary. You got to see what information is out there. Cause um, who knows? I, but I will just so you're not alone in being a monster. I will say, I also question Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I didn't watch that documentary either. Right. So I, I don't know. I've always kind of got like, he's a weirdo, but not in like a sexualizing kid sort of way, but you know, who knows? Maybe did it. I don't fucking know him. Um, I've been surprised, you know, every time a murderer comes out, people go, Oh my God, I didn't think that. Oh, they were right. so nice. So who knows? None of us, none of us has any idea what these people are like. Um, I also watched a documentary about Scott Peterson and was like, Oh my God, he's innocent. So who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> probably i mean i'm pretty sure he killed it but you know i don't know if i believe anything for sure in this world because you can make a good argument about anything and it's wild well and that's why i think i'm a sucker sometimes (laughs) because i do i will pretty much hear out anybody's argument which i think sometimes is foolish when you have all of this evidence and then you go oh well but they said and it's like okay but look at the evidence (laughs) And, you know, yeah, well, I think I think that's good. I think that's great. I think more people should do that. 
we all just read I from think the it's same good source. to question it. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to question it for sure, but not so much that you do end up giving too much leeway to someone who's like like me and Woody Allen. Look, <laughs> like you and Woody Allen are honestly Scott Peterson, one of the things he did was he started dating this girl and he told her like two weeks before Lacey Peterson disappeared that his wife had just died. So you know what I mean? This guy probably killed his wife, but but, but I'm so like gullible that when he goes, oh my God, no, like I dumb reason why I'm like, that could be true. It's plausible. He's like, no, I'm thrilled. It's a beautiful coincidence, but no, of course I didn't. Right. I wouldn't do that. So actually, Allison, I do, I truly do have so many more questions for you and I'm not going to ask them because I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't let this go on forever, but I will have you on again someday (gasps) when I'm doing this with guests. And then I'm going to ask you questions about evolutionary biology and linguistics (laughs) and um, directing and super eight camera. Mm -hmm. I will say real quick that I told my mom about how you have the super eight camera and she said she has like a projector and different like little movies and stuff that she would give to you oh so. my god i would love that oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah so. <laughs> oh yeah so i don't know you guys get in touch or some shit i don't know i'm not gonna be your go but no 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 okay <laughs> no i follow your mom on instagram so we'll talk okay good yeah i think yeah, you can you can talk to her. Don't be scared. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on my podcast. Is there anything that you would want to recommend to people that they read about, learn about, watch aside from Over the Garden Wall? Yes. So- Over the Garden Wall. Um Okay, so I'm reading this book right now. I'm obsessed with that. I'd probably recommend that to anybody. Guns, Germs, and Steel. Um, The Fates of Human Societies. So it's just like, why did different societies evolve in different ways? And it's, yeah, I think it's really fascinating because, and at the preface, he's like, I'm not, this isn't like a racist thing. So if you came into this thinking, I was going to say that certain people are superior. That's, that's not what I'm saying, but (laughs) so it's just like, it's really fascinating that depending on the tools you have or what's around you or how many people, the way that your community is going to solve problems, if you're going to be more peaceful or if you're going to go to war and, it's just fascinating. And it's based on kind of what the materials you have, where you live, uh, whether you have different elevations, um, whether you have animals, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. And then let's see. Oh, I was going to say, like, I don't watch um, any reality TV, but there is one show I watch. If you need some wholesome viewing, it is uh, the Great Pottery Throwdown. Have you heard of this? Oh. Okay, so it's like the Great British Bake Off, but it's with pottery. Oh. And my sister Stephanie showed this to me. And so if 
it's on HBO and it's the most wholesome thing. And they just did a season while in quarantine. And so they all had to like stay together and you could tell that they really loved each other. And there's this one male host that cries like every time, like all the time. He'll cry like multiple times every episode. Like he'll just like pick up a pot and he'll be like, the weight just feel that like he just gets so emotional based on like the weight of oh, something my God. <laughs> do you it. cry along with him honestly no I mean I might tear up but uh no no it's just okay. so it's so kind of absurd feeling yeah that sounds hilarious yeah. and ridiculous but also like very good and sweet mm-hmm. I love seeing people connecting on a show and really watching any sort of creativity can be really cool like I've watched like haircutting shows and dancing mm-hmm. shows and you know fashion shows and interior design and all of it can be engaging if they do it the right way so that that sounds awesome yeah. I definitely know some people who would watch that my friend Mark watches a show about like making swords i think mark wow. and greg people watch it and it's like i don't fucking know but maybe they'd get into this pottery thing you know there's a show for everybody <laughs> I <love> there it. <laughs> is <laughs> well thank you for your recommendation and thank you for coming on yeah and i will see you uh, who knows <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> never but like we'll always be attached somehow <laughs> Yeah, I'll always be attached somehow. <laughs> okay, now do I press the leave button, say goodbye, press the leave button, and then you stop recording? Or do you stop, do we have a fake goodbye, and then you stop recording? <laughs> I always wanted to help podcasts do this. Okay, normally, I'll tell you, normally, I just say goodbye, and then we both just go, and it's just the real ending. But every once in a while, people stay. It only happened because the very first time I said goodbye, my friend Miranda was gone. And I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to do the show from now on. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? For this time, I'll stop it. We'll say goodbye and it'll be fake. We'll just let the audience know it's going to be fake. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Let's say bye and sing. Bye. Bye. Bye.